now I'm wondering if I can get a personalized license plate that's so down with OPP. D W N W O P P. You can do it. Yeah, I don't think that's even going to get accepted, though. I don't think anybody will catch it. You know, my new weird thing to do is. Oh, a, God. You have a I know. new weird thing? Yeah, is to come up with, like, words that make up other words. So, like, uh, E M P T Y V. An acronym? Yeah, no, what's it? You got to read it. Emptiv? No. No, you have to say it like you Just write MTV. it down. This is obviously a really stupid game. Yeah, oh. it is a stupid game. So these are <laughs> dumb right. things I do, right? And then like um like uh ready or not. I like wrote it red your not. Yeah, I'm a fucking weirdo, dude. I do these things. I don't know why. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm not ready. Uh, you're not ready. Well, that doesn't matter. You can put your things on right now. Because this is Gonzo, bro. I'm Justin. We're Gonzo. I'm Brogan. I'm Scott. And right now, it's just the three of us. I think we're going to do a recap of the day before, because this is Fear and Loathing at Norwestcon. Saturday morning. <sighs> it's Saturday at noon. It's noon 08. Yeah, it's noon. Uh, I didn't get up till 11. Yeah. And Brogan got up early because he wasn't even here. Nah, man, I just went home. Bitched out. We had. Well, I didn't bitch out. I had a very re- relaxing evening. Yeah. You as were, soon as you left. As soon as I left, because fucking <laughs> Dan went went hard in two hours. Uh, yeah. And okay. Got kicked so, out of two parties. So right now, first off, right now is the same party. when I'm going to play the little special segment I did with Dan before. Oh no! No 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 no! This one was fine. This was before. This is before. Like literally before everything. But I'm gonna play it right now. That way we can explain what happened afterwards. Dan, how long have you been going to NorwestCon? Over 10 years. Over a decade. Do you remember the first time you came to Con? Absolutely. How did you end up here at Con? It's a wonderful story that I like to relive in my own head very, very frequently. I was um, sick from work a couple of days. After being sick from work, I was well again it was the weekend and i needed something to do so i called up my friend brogan and he said hey i really think you should come up to SeaTac." i thought why the in god's name would i want to do that right i was at home i was convalescing and <laughs> i needed some, i needed somewhere to go i needed somewhere to be and what i got that night was beyond the beyond the dreams of avarice so this was definitely something that helped you just you having fun it for a, for a night helping. it was it was like uh, well uh, like i i don't even know how to describe it besides like like imagine you're expecting uh you're expecting uh, something but you get an avalanche of something yeah I don't have a, yeah unfortunately I don't have a, a something synonymous at this moment but needless to say uh, you know I I went that night and I had like the best night of my life and it sold you on it yeah where I was expecting something you know something amusing and it was a full full blown parties huge loving atmosphere people having fun 
It, it was and lots of drinking. It was it was <laughs> it was uh, it was you know it was people being themselves in yeah a lot of in, people who don't normally get to yeah. be themselves for whatever reason just letting it all fly. Everything that you you would help hold in to be you know your normal at work person mm-hmm. you get to you get to let fly here. This is this is your. Yeah, this is your Narnia. Yeah, He's traveling past the wardrobe here. So that was so that was the first time you went. and You were sold. Do you have a a favorite memory that comes to mind? Yes. So the most frequently told story that I used to tell to describe this is that um, you were actually part of this because you no, not real. It, it's it's not like that. <laughs> you and. He, you and Brogan and 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 I were all we're we're all coming to con. Mm-hmm. We we all get a ride up. We all uh, we all go to the uh, go to the front desk to get get yeah in, and we go to our room when we we all put our put our stuff down, and 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 we 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 put our stuff down. We get we get uh, we get comfortable. And you guys, you guys, uh, uh, all of us, walk outside the room, and we've only been here maybe like ten, fifteen minutes. And you guys, are like, all right, we're gonna go play or do whatever we're mm-hmm. gonna do. And we walk outside the room, and we, you guys, kept walking. But I look, I look at the next room over, and I'm like, hmm. And I get distracted by a shiny object. Which you do a lot of the times. We yeah. will just lose you at con. And it's like, where's Dan? Dan's doing Dan. Don't my, worry. Dan is, just goes off and he has his adventures. That is my function. That is my yeah. function as the person who is like, oh, somebody who gets distracted by shiny objects. <laughs> and we see him like maybe two, three in the morning. When he crashes on some part of the five, room. Five, five <laughs> hours later when... So you guys go. You guys are walking down the road, down the hallway, and I look over and I'm like, "Hey, there's a room party here." So I like get distracted. I walk into the room and I'm, I'm playing, and, and immediately I walk into the room. I see people playing, uh, uh, people doing the little card games. Oh yeah, and it's time for rock band. So I, <laughs> so I'm playing. I'm playing rock band, and in. In uh, one after one song, it turns out it's 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 time for topless rock band. What? I'm playing topless rock band by like I I put down my bag and within ten minutes I'm playing playing with with topless rock band because apparently corsets aren't conductive to rock to banding. <laughs> yeah. And then Dan does what Dan does, and well, this was this was. The fastest Dan became that guy. He went from zero to that guy <laughs> in about two hours. <clears throat> well, and Dan is oh, shit. Dan, yeah, you're a little. I just other. screamed. That was weird. And Dan is a. Uh, uh, he's been Brogan's friend for a really long time. He's, he's been, been our your friend too. But he's been our uh, well, yeah, but he's been your friend for longer. But he's been our friend for about as long. And uh, he goes to con, and every year he somehow manages to do something a little goofy. This year, he ended up being so loud and so obnoxious in the one-room party. Dan got here at 8 o'clock, according to my text message yeah. history. Okay, yep. so 8 o'clock. And at by, night. And by 10.30, yep. 10.30, he comes into the room 
Uh, we were in here playing Super Nintendo. Rusty, <laughs> Scott, and I, and Dan comes and he sits next to me while the guys are out on the balcony, and he's like, I got kicked out. They, uh, they cut my wristband. <laughs> And this is all I know. He's like, <laughs> like, what did you do? And he was like, I guess I was being loud and obnoxious. And why do I always have to be that guy? So he got Dan sad Aww. by 1030. Uh, then, I, then. then I explained. Well, and then I explained to him that there was karaoke going on. Because I wanted him to go be happy. And he got happy again. And he ran off. Oh, I didn't know that's where he went. Yeah. I didn't realize he went to karaoke. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, we, then we sussed it out that he was being loud and obnoxious. And he needed to basically reset. And he wasn't necessarily kicked out. He was removed from the party with access, like allowable access back. Like he could come back later. So <laughs> Yeah, they were really cool about it. They said, yeah. give him some time to relax, sleep, get him some water, and then he's more than welcome back, right? Yeah. So then he did manage to come back a little bit later. About an hour later, I saw him back in the room. Okay, yeah. And this was this was getting a little bit closer to the time where I was doing the KY Twister. Yeah, he so was... So I was not So it was accessible. like 11.30, they let him back in. And... And then all of a sudden, I, I've doing something else I was talking with people and then I heard this noise in the hall that sounded like Dan I'm like <laughs> I open the door and look out and Dan's leaning up against the wall directly across from the door no wristband again <laughs> being upset that the convention was being quote unquote racist because he just tried to invite black people in somehow I don't think that's how that worked that's at all. exactly what he said I bet you that is not exactly how that worked at all. Oh, I guarantee. <laughs> you don't no. think it went down like that? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. What he what he did to get himself kicked out was he was actively like be, trying to be the Pied Piper for muggles in the hall. Like trying to talk to people that weren't part of the con. And just just random into the room. people? Yeah. Oh, my God. This has been a really weird, weird, a really weird year. Like, I mean, we've been talking about this, but like last night uh, I was doing the, 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 the Twister. Mm, twister. And, twister. Yeah, which was fabulous. You did a fantastic job, by Thank the way. Thank you. And that might be also why my throat feels like total dog shit because I was yelling. <laughs> oh, I heard it. Yeah, KY will do that. I've yeah. heard. Mm, yeah, KY in the throat. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of lube there. Um, she Shout out to Wiggles as my timekeeper, and shout out to Deathcon for doing it all. But, uh, so, like, this year, apparently, since this is a place where a lot of the, uh, like, uh, airline staff, stewards, uh, and pilots, and all of those this people. Also may explain what happened to Dan. Oh, how much of that whiskey's gone? Uh, nobody had any of this but him. Oh, my God. That's like a half a bottle almost. He had a half a bottle of scotch. He had a half a bottle of scotch? In two hours. Oh, and a, I haven't had any. And a couple of cherries. I don't touch the scotch. Oh, and a couple of cherries. And he had a couple of cherries. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just, he went turbo. He went turbo and it went bad. That's horrifying. Yeah, right? That's really bad. Yeah, because look, none of the other bottles are even that... No, <laughs> no, no. We got deep into the vodka a little bit, but that's it. Everyone had been pulling from the, the fireball, and that's only about, it's still got a good 40% of it left, and that was something everyone was pulling from. Oh, my God. So. Explain some things. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So, but even like like the weirdness with, apparently there was a pilot and their crew who decided they needed to stay in the, the party wing, the fifth wing, which we're at. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. And then they were complaining about the noise. So we were trying to keep it down. And that was another reason why there were the noise complaints. It was because of those people. And that was the problem with, like, the first Fucking Dan noise. noise complaint. Like, it was dumb and ridiculous. So we're in there and they have to have all of the doors closed. 
uh, or like the sliding glass door, so there was no air getting through. Oh, it got super hot. Yeah, super hot, and so it was a really good time, and I'm glad everyone went out there, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, man, it was a great time. Shout out to everyone who participated, in, including the Feisty Felines, which are a burlesque troupe who come to con basically every year. Um, they were pretty awesome. But it just uh, it, it just kind of set that whole weirdness. Hung out a little bit longer at Death Con, uh, had one more drink, and then it was like, okay, I'm good. And about one o'clock in the morning, I was I was tapped out. About the same time that everyone, all of us, were texting each other, like, I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. My booty got pinched a lot. Why did your booty get pinched? But my booty was on fleek. I don't know what that means. I've heard that word a lot, but I don't know what that means. I don't know either. It's something I learned from a 15 year old. 15 year old girl No he's a boy Uh oh He had a flat bill hat Oh What's a flat Oh wow Yeah 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 a flat billed hat Still had the sticker on it But he said it was on fleek I don't know Just people liked my butt last night It was weird They liked your butt Yeah Oh my god And I don't even have a butt not a bad thing to have No I just don't have much of a butt I'm like "Mm, You guys are just going for the low hanging Brogan butt fruit Low hanging Brogan butt fruit Dude we saw some shit last night There was some shit going on What happened? I don't know It was just It was weird Oh I guess you weren't Damn, I, you weren't there with the the girls were arguing about who had the biggest boobs. Oh, were you there when that happened? No. So there was one girl running around in there that was gigantic, and another girl that was gigantic as well. Mm-hmm. And so breast size. Yeah. And so there was almost like an argument over who had the biggest boobs, and they circled each other, and there was some like really? hugging going on. It was really awkward for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was you, but it wasn't you. It was Rusty that was with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Not, yeah, that's the other bald guy with the beard. They were having a boob off? Dude, it was weird, because they at first they were making fun of each, like, talking shit, because she's like, oh, she's not wearing a bra, and then she's like, my boobs are bigger, and then and they're like sizing each other up, like looking at each other in the face. <laughs> Maybe I caught the beginning of this, <laughs> yes. but yeah. Like, I am very sorry. I missed Dude, and about 20 minutes later, they were like, circling each other and then pretty soon they're hugging there was something about like corsets and <laughs> yes, stuff it was yeah so weird, yeah dude. yeah it was something else man so I don't know. much boobs i wish rusty was here because he would explain dude, it dude we had enough of rusty yeah, today yeah. rusty will be yeah. back later yeah rusty will be back and i'm sure we're gonna get some more stuff i got some like uh like that dan audio i got some other clips of people that i'm gonna be interspersing in this thing i'll figure out where i do not want you interspersing anything in this room uh <laughs> you're th- you're too late man because i had this room to myself <laughs> Ooh, knuckle shuffle yeah you know it Ooh. Uh, sticky pillow soggy cracker <laughs> all right well i think you have a lunch date mm-hmm I got a lunch date, and we're going to meet up with... Uh, we're going to have some other people coming in here and bullshitting as we do it, and maybe it'll get weird tonight. I don't know. Oh, we'll, see. we'll see how, how we are feeling. Who is that dude that called my name out in the gaming area? I'm going to go play some games. All right, man. You play some games. And drink this beer. Oh, that's why you poured it in a class. You're so fucking smart. I know. Who told you that? Fuck, I don't know. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. Some shit we didn't know for 23 years. Like, they keep that shit secret. Yeah, they do. Yeah. We have ascended. Yeah. I still got my glass from my drink over there. Maybe I'll fill that with LaCroix. LaCrux. LaCrux. all pretty. LaCroix. <laughs> fill it with a, fill it with a cock. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, we'll we'll be back eventually. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, screw a kangaroo, finger bang and orangutan, and support your local zoo. Oh, support! I just said at your local zoo. Yeah. I just saw the rundown like yesterday, just flipping through. And the I love that movie. Like, yeah, that is a good they're movie. more baboons. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> fucking, the fucking monkeys. I fucking hate the jungle, and I want to go home. I want my MTV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what's his name? Was a good bad guy in that too. Fucking uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. He's good in everything he ever done. He's the same.
same fella in well, everything he does. He's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Let's introduce our first guest here. Tommy, Tommy Rice. What's up? How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How we doing? Doing really well. And uh, I've met you previously through other projects that I've done, but I wanted to get you on the Grit City podcast because you're local here, uh, and I told you you needed to come down to Norwest Con. Yes. Because you'd never been here before. No, no. It's been tremendous so far. I've just walked in. I've been here for an hour or so. Saw people I knew already. It was really cool. High fives in the hallway. It was great. It was cool. And it's like, it's one of those ones, especially for what you're doing. What uh, did you just spit on the microphone? Yeah, there was some slime I don't know if it's for me. That was Rusty's mic, so he licked it. He probably licked it. It was the cheese. Oh, so here's the deal. That might have been one of the microphones that I was walking around with last night. Oh, dude, you got that's a drag. (laughs) That could be anything. That could literally be anything. That's Robbie Russell's fucking armpit. It's all over my fucking face now. (laughs) Oh shit. Whatever. Yeah, right. It washes off most of it. So, Tommy, you've got you can't wash that off. Can't wash the shame away. (laughs) So, Tommy, you got a book going on, man. A book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I want you to explain this book, and I want these guys because I know about it, and I've heard your spiel. I've gone. I saw you at Emerald City Comic Con at your steampunk panel. Thank you. Which you did fantastic at. I want to say you're the man. Thank you. And uh, but talk to the guys about the lock. All right. So I'm going to go in my classic spiel. All right. So if you take everything we love, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, the Avengers, you take pieces of all of it, slam it together, and set it in a World War One. That's my book. So it's really original as far as what it is, but there's so much to pull from. And it's almost a steampunk, but not quite as dark. So an arcane punk more because magic, steam, there's elements of electronic all work together because there are an, an alien entity that have come to the planet and betrayed their allies, basically. And that's where the story kicks off. They've betrayed the allies, assassinated the king, and now... Uh, broken the truce that was there. So now the whole planet of Parthaterra, they have two main continents, Ultima Thule and Ultima Prime, are in conflict from the alien menace that is there that shared their technology as the humans uh, and the other people on the planet, because there's many races, shared their magic. So that's where it puts it, right in this super conflict, and you're just dropped right in the middle of it. Wow. <laughs> that sounds intense. Like um, So intense. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Wow. I mean, where do you start with that? Okay, let's just fucking talk about the elephant that's not Tommy in the room. What's that? Why is a big motherfucker like you doing writing books? Because you are like, how did a this happen? huge dude. It, it, <laughs> like, it, if we took you and we put you in a lineup with all the other novelists... I might be picked out. They might be like, <laughs> hey, hey, which one of these guys wrote the book about, about three planets that all have dragons and aliens and assholes and kings and assassinations? And which one wrote a Beckett yeah. forward? Not the football player. Not the, one, <laughs> not, not the one that looks like he just came from spring tr- training. Well, uh, How did this happen? Uh, my father, who is actually... He passed, but he's bigger than me. This I man am is, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Hagrid from Harry Potter. Like, that's my dad. Huge beard, biker, artist. He was my inspiration. Like, best friend. And we used to tell these stories. And he had, he, that's what he is. He's an artist. So he was in the army. And after, as he got out, he he's worked with some of the best people on the planet. Um, he's done TV shows and whatnot back in the 80s. And he was an artist. So uh, Frank Frazetta 
uh, Louis L'Amour, Robert E. Howard, those were my influences. And like the Allman Brothers and ZZ Top. So this guy, you know, you have this biker influence of this huge monster guy. And then the nerd aspect I've always had. Comic books, video games, miniature games. When I went to Europe, when uh, he, he was in the Army, so I went to Europe, I played Warhammer First Edition. Like Warhammer, I've played miniature games throughout. The, that was our thing together. And what we would do is take these figures and build elaborate chess sets with them. So we'd have the games, we could play chess, and that's how it came. So I tried out for the NFL. Came out here for the Oakland Raiders. Ended up not really making it, getting hurt. Then I tried it with the Seahawks in 13 when they won the Super Bowl. I thought I was going to do it. Got hurt again. And so, uh, yeah, being a you know six and a half foot tall, 300 pound dude is a little different because I stand out. But that's the, that's the thing about this. That's the beauty of it. I'm trying to bring the big size sports nerd geek and combine them with miniatures and hobbyists and things that we know and love. Because most people don't know how to do that. And they see this big boisterous guy and they're like, oh, what, what does he do? Lift weights and stuff? Well, absolutely. But then at night, I want to go drink with my friends. I want to play a miniature game and I want to see Ready Player One. I want to see a movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that just speaks so much to to everybody out there that has has something. They, they're nerdy. Yeah. They have a thing. Everybody has a thing. Yeah. Some people's thing we may not even agree with. Some people's things might be nutrition and running. And these are things that mm-hmm. they can nerd out about. My thing, I like magic cards and well i like all kinds of weird nerdy shit well, yeah. but that just like Magic. you can't oh. judge a book by its cover oh shit oh, man. <laughs> look at that <laughs> i have not had enough to drink i'm all wise and shit get a drink <laughs> um wait, wait you need it. more of the i'm sorry oh yeah yeah you want, you want more, more everclear, everclear cherries <laughs> <laughs> so having had that experience as a kid i, I lost my dad too oh, and my sorry. dad uh, hey, he right was man, there's the dad there here's the dad. dad cheers um, cheers my, my dad also he was not what you would have ever pegged as a nerd my dad was a swamp person oh yeah and he and he wanted to paint and do all these things when he was a kid and his dad wouldn't let him yeah and every day I think about that because I paint and I create and I want you know, I'm not very good at it, but that's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's a relaxing thing, and I still yeah, got one oh, of yours. Out. One of the first ones you did that you gave to me is still hung up in my house. You know, I got dumped by a girl one time, and I needed an outlet, and yeah. my dad's like, hey, I got a bunch of paint in the garage. You can just have that shit. He had old, original Bob Ross paint. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. cool. Awesome. Little, little trees and stuff. Having... Yeah. Having even just that much with my dad, like that much in common. Like my paintings are better than my dad's for sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But and but my dad also carved and did all this other shit. And I say like after I went to their estate, saved all the old weird carving stuff just in case. Yeah. Like, oh, I got my dad's old weird carving shit. I win. You never know when you need it. But being able to have that solidify your childhood and have that memory by playing games, you always have that memory of your dad. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. You know, but. That doesn't translate into the, the the decision to start writing. Like you don't look like a Rhodes Scholar who's going to write. How, yeah, well, so how did how did all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want to write a book? I'll get to that. Oh, An interesting correlation though is my my grandfather was a cowboy. Like seriously, rope ride. Pull a gun. He did Maggie Valley, North Carolina. He was Doc Holliday. He actually held the record for a while of fast draw. Jeez. And he was the one who was, you're playing sports. You're playing that. You're doing this. And it totally made my dad want to do the art. That's mm-hmm. what he loved. And he was good at it. Like, that's what his deal was. And so totally crazy how, you know, the same thing with your father. But then you can take that memory. Yeah. You know, you can, we can both do that. Well, and every time we do it, 
there's a little piece. There's something in there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it keeps life is a journey of relationships. A lot of people don't think about it, but it's all about, you don't hear about, Oh yeah, I bought this Maserati. I mean, yeah, they tell the story, but it's, I was with Bill and we bought this Maserati and then we ran it through the front door and these prostitutes came down and you know, and you have this, this great story, you know, and it might just be that you bought the Maserati or you did, you ran into a Volkswagen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the whole point is you have these cool stories with these great people, these awesome memories. And that's what it's about, man. That's totally what it's about. And that's what we're doing. That's here. what we've been yeah, talking exactly. about this entire exactly. weekend about, about the story, the journey, whatever yeah, no, it, it is, is for it's, you. Well, so, to your to your question i'm sitting there and uh i've always done big stuff because i'm a big guy i've always tried though to go the extra mile i came out you guys have seen me in commercials you don't know it but if you watched a super bowl with tom brady in the 2000s you've seen me on the tv acting like a football player with john madden tough acting to acting Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done some short films. Holy I've done all shit. kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even know this about you. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> That's cool, man. You're, well, so, You're an onion. But I've always had this. <laughs> You're an onion. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. We are Sorry. like ogres. We have layers. <laughs> Damn it, donkey. Come on, Shrek. Come on now. But, uh, We're just going to call you donkey the rest of the episode. <laughs> you shut the fuck hey, up. Hey, hey, hey. All I want to say is, ha. Huh? Just I had this. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. So, uh, I didn't make it in football. I came out here for football. I came out here to play for the Oakland Raiders, had a tryout, this whole deal uh, back in 03. Like, this is dating myself. And came out here to the West Coast. I'm from Alabama. I'm from the South. You a Bama boy? Bama boy. I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, you said Cajun earlier. I was that Creole. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love, love Louisiana. But I uh, came out here to play football, to act, ended up totally, my life totally detoured. And then I ended up working with Games Workshop, stuff that I liked, that, that nerd stuff. My whole point, though, is I started going big. I didn't make it in football. And here I am. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I'm, I'm not big and dumb. Most people think, well, you're big. You must be, you know. No, I can bench press over 600 pounds, and I'm actually pretty smart. Fuck. I can Well, you book. had enough to put some fucking words down, and I guarantee if, if this is written like yeah. a child, that's a lot of fucking words. That's a lot, <laughs> a lot of words. Well, hey, at least 18 people have given it five stars, and I don't know 15 of them. Nice. 14 of them. <laughs> no, but it's got all five stars on Amazon. It's, it's a good book. I've always been able to tell a story, but I didn't know how to write. So, I, I and I could read, like, that's, of course I can read. What I'm trying to say is, hey, now it, don't don't yeah, slow yeah, you don't. I know, I know. In college, I had issues because I'm a little dyslexic. Me too. That's and, why I appreciate the font. Oh yeah, absolutely. For see, you, there's another correlation. Mm-hmm. Things that we've been through. Liz Dexic, yeah. A Liz Dexic, totally. So my lits were all great, made the dean's list, straight A's, but I had to take that English three times. And we're talking high school English, just because of the whole, the sentence structures and whatnot, I never got it. It just doesn't, doesn't register to me. And so for me to put that down, uh, you know, and actually learn to write, which is nice though, because I've had some really good people. Greg Cox actually gave me some great stuff. Greg Cox wrote all the Star Trek novels. You can Google him. He is Tor Books ed- editor at one time, and I sent a bunch of this stuff to him when I had an idea. And I said, "I have an idea. Send it to my buddy Bill, who knows Greg." And it's a long story, but he sent it back. He said, "Look, man, you can if you can, f- you know, bring this down, break it down, get some finite stories out of this instead of just this huge thing. You've got something here." 
but you need to work on this and this. And so I learned and I taught myself how to do it because I can tell a great story, but from story to actual story, you know, from that battle scene to how it translates into just the lull and the next character and how that character builds up, how it breaks down and really where I wanted it to go. I had to learn. So it's taken me over five years and now on six years to do that whole thing. Now though, I could bust it out pretty easy, but it's been, it's been a a journey. So, but to your question, I want to answer this. Fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. No, you uh, see, this is another thing I'm good at is remembering things. Even though we were drinking. Hold on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make no promises. Uh, I know. Yeah, sip, butter. sip. Drink yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Drink, motherfucker. Drink. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so, don't threaten me with a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will, sir. And you will like it. No, so I, I felt it's like. It's a cuddle with a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, I felt, I was like, man, I, I'm not living up to my potential. I'm. What am I doing? You're dying. You, oh. you Did you just hit the cherry? You hit the, the cherry. cherry. He hit the cherry. Uh, hit the cherry. <laughs> that was great. Oh. Right, I'm getting into this deep moment. You're like, oh, God, I'm dying over here. That's <laughs> <laughs> broken. Are you back with us? Good. No, so uh, I didn't feel good. I felt like a failure more than anything. And not really a failure, just like I wasn't living up to my potential. You know you yeah. could do more. And we've all felt like that in our lives sometimes. You know, it, it might be something simple as, I hate this job, and I want a new job. And then you get it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Oh. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Uh, it's a good time to take a good break. Good time. Yeah, take we'll it. take a break right now. Yep. Wizards Keep Games. Oh, snap. I know about Wizards Keep Games. Hey, yeah. do you know about Wizards Keep Games? I do. Well, let me tell... Do you? I don't. Oh, well, let me tell you. Wizards Keep Games is your one-stop shop for all of your gaming needs, whether you need dice, magic cards... Warhammer miniatures, Age of Sigmar miniatures. We got all of the things. It's where I buy all my uh, buy my all of my RPG stuff. Yeah, we I got, got a new Starfinder, Starfinder Pathfinder, D anD D. We got all kinds of role playing games. It's awesome and accessories. Whoa. We got sleeves. We got a little bit of Pokemon. We've got a the mystery grab bag machine, which by the way is pretty awesome. And there's always a rare and a foil in our grab bag for one dollar. It's true. Uh, you can find us at one seven one four eight. 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. That's up in the Cascade Village. Or where's that website again? Wizardskeepgames.com. I didn't say it. I was getting there. I know. But you just ruined it. I Why did. do you ruin fun? I ruin, I ruin I lots of fun. I sell fun and you just ruined fun. I did. All right. Check us out online on Facebook or wherever you need. Uh, come on by. Say hi. Say you heard us on the Grit City Podcast and you'll get a 15% discount. What? What if you want to buy a house? Oh, well, let me tell you all about our friend Lindsay Jackman. Lindsay Jackman is one of the South Sound's best real estate agents. She will help you sell your house, buy your house, answer your questions about buying or selling a house, or maybe you're just kind of curious about the market. She's got nothing but time and opportunity to help you do that. And again, I did not know we were doing Lindsay Jackman, so I don't have her. We're doing Lindsay Jackman. She doesn't like that. Uh, <laughs> check her out online at lindsayjackman.com. Hit her up on Facebook at Lindsay Jackman Group on Facebook. Uh, my phone has disappeared, so we're it just doesn't matter. Just you got you got everything out there. Yeah. The number right. we can find on the website. <laughs> you yeah. can find everything. Roll by Wizards Keep. No, roll by GritCityPodcast.com, and you can find all of the information about the best real estate agent in the lands. Oh, it's in your. Uh Show notes on your Oh, plan. yeah. No shit. There you it's go. probably yeah. like... Just click so on you, these show you, notes. You take your phone out, and you scroll beyond my ugly mug, mm-hmm. and you click on Definitely Lindsay Jackman, and she will help you buy or sell your house if you live in the South Puget Sound. Or if you have questions anywhere in the world, you know what? 
bother her. Anymore. Just ask her. She's just a nice Thank you very much <laughs> for supporting our sponsors because they support us. If you have any interest in being a sponsor of the Grit City Podcast, roll on by our website and send us an email, and we will give you a very reasonable deal. Absolutely. And now we're back. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Hey, guys. How did so, it go? Sorry that yeah, we yeah, interrupted yeah, your... Yeah, do you remember uh, what the question was? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Good, because we don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get real. Okay, all right. Are you ready? I don't know. Yes. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Everclear. Take a sip. No, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm empty. <laughs> okay, whoa. No. I was doing commercials during our break. I didn't even get a break. Here, talk to Justin. Okay, yeah. So, tell us about what's going on. All right, so and you actually, I think, know this part. Mm-hmm. But the reason I started writing is when my father passed. So, I'm sitting at an airport. It's LAX. I was working at Games Workshop at the time. I was working at Games Workshop at the time. And uh, my father passed. So I immediately, I was at Games Day. So I immediately fly back home, take care of my dad. It's, you know, devastating. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like the people behind us. And uh, they are devastating. You've tried, you tried like three times to man, tell I'm the story, trying. man. <laughs> and every time, dude, he's crawling on the bed behind you. <laughs> Broken, pulling faces. Holy moly. But like so, we said earlier, it's so the hard. journey. And we're getting there. That's yeah. the best part. So it's the sorry. journey. No, yeah, it's okay. It is. It is. Um, but uh, I started writing. And so all the stuff, the stories that I had put down that, you know, we mentioned earlier, I started just pouring it out. And so a year or so after that, I found those stories. And uh, it was at that point where I'm like, man, I'm just not living up to my potential here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started writing. I, I mean, I started reading and I went, wow, you know what? I want to finish this. I just want to finish it for my dad. And it was more of a fantasy-based story. And so I'm writing, and I'm like, this actually sounds pretty good. I shot it to a buddy of mine. He's like, that is pretty good, man. And then I realized, wait a minute. What if I... I don't want, I'm not Tolkien. I'm not, you know, I'm not George R. R. Martin. I don't want to do this. What if I want a laser gun? Well, I can have a laser gun. What if mm-hmm. I want a dragon to pop out with a laser gun? I mean, the dragon doesn't have... But it's still, anyway, what if Dragons I Dragons should have laser guns. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Laser <laughs> dragons. Dr. Bernadette. It would be... Dr. But uh, I wanted those special things. And so I went more of that steampunk type avenue. I went more of the, well, wait, no one's really done a World War One, World War Two. that, you know, that classic Victoria. And now you're seeing it pop out with Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. with Wonder Woman. They're going to that. They're going to, they're looking at that. So imagine taking that, but then adding elements, uh, heroes like the Avengers, the crazy you know, Luke, you are my father, you know, and I totally messed that up, but I did it on purpose because I want it to be different. Mm -hmm. I don't want the same thing. I want this something original and it's hard to do now. So the original question is why I started writing is for my dad. And then it kept going and kept going. And that nuance, that piece that we have that we talked about earlier, that's what kept me going. And then once I realized I have something, I sent it to a friend of mine who sent it to a friend of his, and it started to explode. And then that's when I really started working on it. It's your dilithium crystal. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I need more of those. <laughs> more cherries? Yeah, I was going to say. Cherries. <laughs> I'm almost out of them yeah. over here. No, so that's, that's why I started writing. And it's very different because I'm just a different type of person. But that's what I want to bring to the table is something different. Something that we can all see, we can all talk to, no matter if you know, have a long beard, if you're a biker, if you like movies, whatever the thing that you like is. If you want to run, that's fine. There's something here for you. So when I wrote this book, I really... I obviously run. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you you're understand these calves. Shape. Oh, they're beautiful. They're <laughs> fucking ridiculous. They're beautiful. I don't, like, ooh. I wasn't going to even point that out because it's on radio, oh, but man. No, nobody knows. 
Nobody knows. <laughs> you have calves for Long sure. ligaments. Oh, yes. Oh, you got to yes. have strong calves to wear high heels. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's a must. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is such a badass. He actually brought me a gift. Oh, what oh, did dude, you get? You, you got yeah, to open it. Yeah, Hold on. I gotta I'm, open I'm taking a picture of this, too. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is insane because he's uh, we've met up a couple times, and he's super cool, and he understands. Tommy's my new best friend. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? You guys are awesome. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to have you back on more, Tommy, because I know you're doing a bunch of different conventions now, but I saw this on the old uh, on the yeah. old uh, Facebook machine, I think, and... <gasps> oh, there it is. Yeah. Hold it up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he Check knows that out. you. Who's a happy he boy? Totally Who's yeah. a happy boy? <laughs> it's an Infinity Gauntlet coffee mug. This is definitely my new work mug. Oh, this is such a legit one. It's got the gems and everything. Like, this is yeah, so... Yeah, put, don't put that in the so dishwasher. You can't even no. get that right now, by the way. That what? That is a limited deal at Disney, so I took my kids, the family, the, the wife, the whole deal. We went down. Uh, a lot of family. It was awesome. Holy we went, shit. And so we were at Disney last week. Is that a left-handed week. mug? Yeah. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. Hey, He's left-handed. Hey, so am I. Oh, my God. You oh, guys, bro. Did we, did we just become best friends? I, I think we just oh, became no, best friends. No, this is, this is literally like <laughs> twins. It's like Danny I am, DeVito I, I and Arnold. Hey, why yeah. do I have to be Danny? I'm no. taller. <laughs> What you are, heck, you are definitely Arnold. You don't worry about that. <laughs> whatever, Justin, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You I was on island. You know, they were going to make a third twins, and, and yeah. Eddie Murphy was going to be the one that oh. slipped one in. Oh, like, my gosh. Really? Yeah. yeah that never worked out. They were going to be way older, and they were just going to find out, hey, we found out that like way back in the day in the Los Alamos lab. That would have been so like, Somebody slipped one in on Mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on now, Shrek. That'd have been great. <laughs> yeah. Donkey. Donkey. That is amazing, dude. And yeah, like I'm really excited to see where you've gone because you've really come so far in just uh, the couple of months that I've really known you. Oh, I know. Well, it's like it's only been out literally four months. Uh, five, well, five. We're about to get in April because it was in December. But uh, it has gone great. So I'm going to be at a couple of cons. So we're uh, at Norwest Con now, which is really cool. Cause, and I want to ask you, actually. Um here at Norwest Con, what can people look forward to? Because I have never been. I have friends downstairs. Oh, young man, you know you, the right people. You need to tell me. Well, is yeah. it more for publishers? Is it for book people? I want it's to for the fan. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's it is fan run, volunteer run, which is bad. Forty eight, seventy two hours of pure passion. Everything about Norwest Con is what you make of it. Yeah. So you, sir are going to have a really good time. We're going to turn you loose from here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're going to go and you're going to sign up, get your badge. You're going to look around and you're going <laughs> to find all the people that you already know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Come back by here every 45 minutes, knock on the door. We'll give you a drink. We'll turn you back loose. Oh, and then about loose, about 8.30, you show back up here, and you're like, I'm ready for a room party, and we're going to blow your fucking mind. That's right. Dude, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Now, granted, we have to pay for people by their by their square footage of taking up space. <laughs> so. Another one of my powers is I can shrink. I actually am the biggest ninja ever. Well, you have it's... dick fingers, so. <laughs> no. Every one of your fingers he is. To, he has to bring up dick fingers at least once a day. Every one of your fingers is bigger than my dick, so you have dick fingers. You must have a monster. I have a huge hog. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was just looking at the Thanos gauntlet. It's so close. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Holy shit. 
You've broken him. He's done. Uh, oh, I fucking love it, dude. Seriously, Tommy, um, where can people find your book? Uh, right now on, on Amazon, because mm-hmm. every time we put in a bookstore, it's gone. So I don't want to start telling people bookstores and then they're not there. Uh, hopefully, Barnes & Noble soon will be big time. Nice. But uh, I'm going to be... At, Amazon is the best way. And you can go to The Tommy Rice. That's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or The Lock Book on Facebook. Check Perfect. it out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be at, um, actually, I'm coming up a couple things, which is really cool. Two things coming together. One is WizardCon in Portland on mm-hmm. the 14th of this month. It's going to have some great people down there. Dave Batista, um, basically the whole cast of Justice League, except for Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot. You need to get a side-by-side with you and Batista. Oh, man. I am. No. no, fuck that. Him and Jason Momoa. Both of them. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. oh I'm going to get them both. Like, they're, yeah. they're done. Like, so, I guarantee Batista's bigger Oreo than sandwich. him. Right. <laughs> He's not. You don't think so? No. I weigh 310, 15 pounds right now, and I'm pretty lean. And I'm a legit 6'4", 6'5". Batista, big you dude. Think, all right. I need, now we got to get the picture. But Batista's great. Like, I don't want to ever... Uh, uh, we're not talking... Dave is Nothing about tremendous. your size yeah, yeah. ever means it a bad thing about you. We have a friend named James. It's like four foot negative three. Yeah. And he's still a great person. He we don't hold has. that against him. So it's okay. <laughs> That's an impressive That's figure. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, some people get... To stab uh, you in the dick. <laughs> with his fingers. Man. Dick fingers. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's really what that means, ladies and gentlemen. Rip that thing off. No, uh, and but here's the cool part. So that's the 14th. And then the 28th, so two weeks right after that, I'm going to be at the Emerald Cup, which is a bodybuilding show. And I'm going to be there promoting my book. Craig Productions puts it on every year. Hey, and uh, like, that's the one that uh, Kevin Wilcox got all in shape and went and won his little amateur like really? bronze cup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, dude, that's Holy that's shit. awesome. Yeah. Well, Michael Hearn. Now he's so, all fat again, but oh, yeah, poor guy. Uh, Michael hey. Hearn, Titan from uh, American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. Some great bodybuilders are going to be there. But it's something that trying to bring that community together. You know, stop different people. Like, hey, that's their nerd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. like you, you want to see something funny? Listen. To bodybuilders, we had we have this guy, uh, Big John, uh, huge mountain of a man, yeah. and he 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 helps housewives get in shape. That's his thing. But he also does bodybuilding and helps train bodybuilders. And the shit that they worry about eating, oh yeah, is the funniest thing in the world. He's like, no man, I can't have, I don't want any of the seafood, none of that. Give me the potatoes from that boil though. Mm-hmm. I need them potatoes. And he'll sit there with his big fucking dick finger hands <laughs> and just eat potatoes. Knew that was coming. Fucking dick finger. Uh, see it now? It's all fucked up. Anyway, he would just eat the potato, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, why do you do that?" He's like, "Well, I need the pure carbohydrate. This is exactly. carbohydrate and starch. That's all this is. I need this for this window of hours." Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, after this window of hours, I'll protein load, then I will carb load, and then for dessert, I get a nice sugary treat because that's the one thing I like every day." Yeah. I'm like, you're a psycho. You have your cheat. No, you have your one cheat day. So, did somebody just knock on the door? They did. Ooh, they let's did. see who this is. It's our next Ooh. guest. Ooh, is it our next guest? Ooh. Ooh. We also have a James Herrick that we haven't even talked about Ooh. yet. Oh, well. no. These are the dirty white boys. Yes. There's some dirty white boys. All right. Cheers. All right. Mr. Rice. Yes. One more time. How do people find out about your book? Uh, go to Amazon, look up Tommy Rice or The Lock, and go to The Tommy Rice on Instagram or The Lock Book on Facebook. Those are the main ways right now, and there will be a lot more to come. Uh, come and see us, guys. It's really, NorwestCon has been great. Thank you all for having me so much. Absolutely. Oh, you'll be back around. We're oh, now yeah, best no, friends. I'm, I'm coming back. Lefties, lefties. Lefties. We can sit next to each other. But WizardCon, 
in two weeks at the 14th of April. Please come and see me. And uh, I'm hopefully getting pictures with Dave and uh, Big Jason Momoa. So we'll see how. And where can, I, I actually want to oh, see yeah, no, dick I want, pictures. I want to see where we're going. Jesus Christ. Stack up where can you, where can people, edit that out. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, the Tommy Rice on Instagram mm-hmm. and at the Lockbook on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tommy. Thank you, guys. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. Get another cherry before we go. Yeah. Please state your name, sir, for the podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Jack. Jack, you're part of Death Con. How long have you been doing Death Con? I've never been a member, but I've helped volunteer for them for, I don't know, probably been, 10 years. Yeah, you've been doing it for as long as I, I've been around, so I know that you've been at least a part of it. I just consider you a part of it at that point, you know. Well, I know Cajun and Charlie from high school and Kevin I met more recently. But is, yeah. that, is that how they recruited you in for this? Yeah, also, at a certain point, I'm an attorney, so I help them do the incorporation. Oh, nice, so. nice, excellent. <laughs> I'm asking people what their favorite, uh, the, a favorite memory of Khan is for them. Um, one that's like pretty prominent is about two years ago. There was a, they do like a lube wrestling at DefCon, and mm-hmm. um, we didn't realize realize it during the the wrestling. But the next day, we were informed that lube was leaking through the floor below into another party suite into their bathroom. And uh, luckily for them, though, they got comp the suite so they didn't mind it but uh like how much lube is like loot like it seems to be if it's enough for them to to tell you about it it was a significant amount yeah they used to do like pictures of it it's kind of like horse um lubricant and uh <laughs> and uh i forgot that now they've switched to a different i think they do a twister now but yeah yeah there'll be a ky twister oh hi brogan oh hi what are you guys doing <laughs> we're talking about favorite memories at con I'm talking. He was talking about how the lube had leaked in from one of the uh, the, the lube wrestling onto the floor below. Like so much lube, it was rain. It was raining from the wall, from the ceiling. I have a bag that my wife won't let me keep in the house that smells like Norwest Con, and the reason it can't come in the house is because it smells like Norwest Con. <laughs> what aspect of Norwest Con? All of the aspects. Anywhere that my clothes went, it was there. Just all over it. And it still smells that way. And I took it to Europe. And my shirt, I was sitting there in France. And I was having beef tartare. And, I, and it was kind of weird. And I, smelled, I, I stuck my hand down. Or my, and it smelled like the bar area of Death Con. We are back. I hope everyone liked that little, uh, that little interview I did with whomever I put in at that point right there. Oh, good job, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, editing. That was excellent. That'll totally work out on that end. <laughs> was there sure. a lap dance involved? There is no lap dances involved. Dude, then you did it wrong. All right. It was kind of lies about showing up today, really. <laughs> Scott's giving lap dances. Are you? I was earlier, but All you right. missed out. Yeah, That's you gross. fucked that up. All right, so now we've got a couple of guests with us that uh, Brogan knows because they have gone to his game store. They have. They supported Wizards Keep Games at 17148 116th <laughs> Avenue. We already Southeast. did your commercial. Oh, shit. He freaked out about it because we rolled in deep. He was like, "They did." I'm like, "Who the fuck are these nerds?" <laughs> like, that, wait, we don't get customers in this kind of pile. And then they're like, "Hey, we're the Rusty Portal, Rusted, Rusted Portal, yeah, it's, it's Rust." Not, well, you thing. said Rusty earlier, and then it, and it ruined yeah, everything. That's, that's for me. how it happens. Actually. I know. Yeah, we started with Rusty Portal, and we thought it was dirty. So we it is it dirty. Is absolutely yep. dirty. So that that's Donovan, and we also got Jason. Yep. D money, J money. 
and wow, back money, back money, because he doesn't have a mic. He's in the back. Oh yeah, it's Chad as well. And then super back money, super back money. That's James, which we're going to get on eventually at yeah. some point. So tell us a little bit about your game. It's it's uh, Apocalypse: The Risen. And I found this because I love post-apocalyptic scenarios. And you guys decided that you did, too. So uh, tell us about it, man. Well, so we heard we, you really liked that kind of game, and so we wanted to make one that was you know, what started us all off. Now, the, the idea came to me uh, quite a few years ago. And, uh, you know, Apocalypse Arisen, it's a post-apocalyptic fantasy horror game. It's based on Earth 25 years after the fall of society, after everything just really goes to shit. Uh, do we say that here? Yeah, you can so, say that here, yeah. yeah so, uh, Watch your fucking mouth. At the... <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, so there there was uh, the seven seals. This archaeologist was finding them over a period of time. He cracked them all open, and the seals were holding back the darkness. They were holding back magic. And once those all were released, we have the rise. Yeah, so, all shit just fucking hell broke loose. Yeah, so a lot of you know a lot of zombie stories. It happens over time. It's a spread of a virus or something. For us, uh, you know, the seals were releasing the darkness, which represents demon kind and devils. But it also tore a hole in the veil that separates purgatory from Earth. So purgatory is not only the spirit realm, but it's also the source of all magic. And so that magic came rushing back in. The souls of the damned came rushing back in. They found life in the, the body of dead people. They crawled out of the ground. We call it the rise. They're risen for us, but they're zombies for, for all yeah, intents and Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's a little introduction. I mean, so it's 25 years after that event happened. And so cities are abandoned. There still can be scavenged. There are tons of resources. We, we uh, in- implemented a resource-based system. So you have combustible and consumable and mechanical resources to power your spells if you're a splicer or, uh, you know, try and make your new engines of war, if you will. And it, it was kind of interesting on that point, too, because if you look at it along the lines of uh, it's it's not completely uh, a good analogy or a good parallel, but you look at it like a Fallout. And when you're playing like Fallout 4 or something, you're going around, you're scrounging stuff up. You guys essentially have that same thing, but the components aren't as as intricate as those are. It's just a certain you have, I think, three resources on those three resources. Yeah. Combustible, consumable, mechanical resources. So if you go and find a vending machine in some store that hasn't been looted, that vending machine accounts for a certain number of mechanical resources. If you need to power your car, you uh, you know you get it working with those mechanical resources. You find some combustible resources to start the motor. And l- was it last year that you guys had your successful Kickstarter run? We did. So April of uh, of twenty whatever that is seventeen. <laughs> April of twenty seventeen, we had a Kickstarter for uh, we, we had a goal of ten thousand. We pulled in just shy of twenty, uh, over two hundred backers. Which uh, you know for a brand new company, we're really proud of that. Yeah. Uh, so we're working to uh, our goal is to actually print and launch the book this year. We're targeting Gen Con. Uh, so I'm really excited for that as well because you can get pre-orders right now as well. So if you missed out the kickstarter you can still get pre-orders uh i managed to go for the leatherbacked edition like i, I got that so it's, i'm really hoping for that i that really want to see that yeah. so and that was a limited kickstarter only but the backer kit you can still get the pathfinder version so it's available on pathfinder one and 5e yeah Ooh, how exciting is that well yeah i brought it up i mean after all so yeah <laughs> Pathfinder One. There, there's still there's a tons of players i mean pathfinder's been out for 10 I mean, years or so, so. There, there's literally still people who just play advanced dungeons and dragons like like the system's not going away it just looks like right. paizo is going to be revamping that because they are no longer selling books as much as they want to so they're gonna change it up to sell more books yeah i know it's something about that yeah that makes sense on that well you got to yeah it's and not it's, a bad idea yeah well D figured it out 
right. D&D is like, hey, we're going to build a system that you can infinitely build on and the rules can change based on just the name of a manual. So they True. don't, like, they may, like, 6th edition D&D will come, but they don't have to. And you can just keep changing it. And so you guys have it available for 5e as well, which is really, which is great for you guys, too, because 5e has taken off. 5e is massive, absolutely. And and it's brought in players that, uh, you know, people that weren't playing RPGs. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part is it, it opened the door, it's an easier system, and we're getting new lifeblood into an industry that needed it, that was desperate for those young players. And and what, it's not essentially a reskinning, but you're taking a lot of those elements of the game because you still need your books to be able to follow it and get all the things because you've taken you mentioned splicers and that's essentially a take on the 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 wizard class yeah it's it's our it's our version of a techno mage so yeah it, we really wanted to not just reskin so we know mm-hmm. the framework is popular the you know these systems both pathfinder and 5e they're popular games they've had a lot of players 5e's had great success but we wanted to bring something new to that. So we have four new we have four races, humans one and three all new races. We have descended, which come from three different banders, and they have uh, you know, as they go up in levels, they're fallen angels. They're they're mm-hmm. angels that have left the heavens at the time of the rise and, and lost their memories and connection to the heavens. And as they go up in levels, they kinda of re- they get some of that back. They get halos and wings. And uh, then we have progeny, which are half demons. They come from each of the seven different sim natures. Uh, you know, a couple that I, I always like to talk about. We have the gluttony progeny, which they can binge on some food really quickly and gain a strength bonus for a short period of time. <laughs> or the pride progeny, where they have uh, this ability called hubris, where if they succeed on a skill check or a, a saving throw against somebody, they're able to get a bonus against future checks against that same person. That's cool. Uh, and then Lazarus, which are free spirits that uh, escaped from purgatory and arrived here on Earth, and now they're sort of one being, soul, and body. Uh, and they have distant memories. They have some spell abilities. They're immune to dark lands, which is a thing in our games. It's yeah, it cool. is. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the classes, you know, that we have we have nine all-new classes, and we wanted to capture some of the similarities that people will feel, you know, somebody that's more of a fighter-style class or more of a spellcasting-style class, but we took um, very different directions and tried to incorporate some mechanics that aren't seen in either system. Uh, one of the things, I, I've done some playtests with you guys and one of the things that I loved is I played a splicer class and my favorite part about it, first off, I made, a, uh, the character was named Mercury and it was uh, essentially like his wizard staff was a microphone and it was a base of, shut the fuck up. Frederico Mercury. Exactly, exactly because he was a historian of old school music and he was kind of banking off of all of that and so part Part of the fun of that is you have your wizard staff that's the microphone, but splicers, they have to shoot... Uh, and fire their spells, so they actually have to do a roll check on those sort of things. I'm going to kill your character and take your DVDs, bro. <laughs> Shut up, CDs, whatever. It's rude. It's rude. God, there, hey, that's a reality. There's marauders in the game. They're always trying to steal your shit. And so you got to protect your colony. And you got to protect your CDs, man. Frederico <laughs> Mercury is no, in just, fucking it was, trouble. It was just play that game. It was just Mercury, man. It's just Mercury. He had no first name, no, man. No, now he has one. God damn it. So splicers are cool because they, they have a caster, right? They've got a caster, and that's what they fire their stuff from. So they, they're firing, shooting spells out of this device, and then they store those spells on fuses. And so those fuses are, you know, they're little, little you can decide whatever they are. They could be yeah. a CD. They could be a DVD. They could yeah. be on a pod, you know, an iPod. They're enchanted items. Basically, they're, they're minor magical items that the splicer creates. It could be your Nintendo spells. cartridge. Okay, that that's kind of cool. So, so if I met a splicer, a spli- like in early in the game, and I needed, I don't know, a thing that blacked the power out or whatever form of light they could put it on a 
They can, in fact. It's Something. called a jump fuse, and splicers can make jump fuses and hand out to their friends. And then yeah. I could use that as an item in my inventory, like a potion or yeah, absolutely. anything else. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, you know what I have from three nights of playing ago? I got this this thing, and I can use it and break it, and you know what? Now it's dark. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For however long. Yeah. Now are, they, so, are, they, are, they, are they treated like minor cantrips? Or can They're you... actually the spells. So okay. you could have a fireball jump fuse. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Or that's kind of fun. If yeah. you just want to have darkness, that's cool. Yeah. Well, but I Blast mean, Radius will have the fireball. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. One of the characters. I love it. And, like, you guys have put a lot of effort in creating... Money? Did you... Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> money. Absolutely money. Yes, thank you, Kickstarters. And then more of that, because, yeah, Kickstarter, Kickstarting only goes so far with a lot of that stuff. But you guys have put a lot of time into the world lore as well. Absolutely. And, you know, there's some really big influencers for me. Uh, you know, and I say me, you know, when I, I mean me, it's started with my crazy head and I, I have a great team that have helped me develop this game you, you know, mean like Jay jason Money. right here j money we've got uh, so jason <laughs> is our 5e developer we've got chad in the back here he's our pathfinder developer C money that's right he's a c note <laughs> he can only oh. see it yes so <laughs> but the you know there's Constantine, there's The Walking Dead. There's you mean John Wick? John Constantine is where John Wick ends up. You know that, right? So the cool thing about <laughs> about John Wick, we we love the combat where he throws people around and holds a gun in his hand. And so on the Hound class, uh, and Jason could speak for this better. In, in Fifth Edition, they have uh, they have an ability. What, what, what do you call it? The uh, the ability is called Gun Grapple. So the Hound actually can. Uh, grapple with an opponent and still be able to function in terms of shooting a, a one-handed weapon. Uh, he can drag them around. One of the abilities they get uh, later on in levels, like I think around 10th level or so, is they can actually move at full speed, dragging somebody and using them as a human shield while shooting. <laughs> now that's some John Wick right there, That right? is some John yes. Wick. Yes, yes. Uh, we were inspired. And we did, uh, we, and whenever we thought about anything, like... Uh, uh, Does he have know, a dog? See... He's called a hound. He's called a hound. Already calling. He's his own dog. Um, so, one of the other classes we have is the harbinger, which is kind of our, our like a thought mage, uh, and they manipulate. Uh, you know, at least in five E, we have a couple of paths. One will uh, manipulate uh, kind of telekinesis, uh, those kind of mind things. The other one manipulates uh, space time. He's a singularity. Uh, and so, uh, one of the cool things I thought about is, what if uh, somebody could move uh, in the way that uh, the guys in that movie Jumper moved? You know, oh kinda, shit, yeah. They can kind of like jump from place to place so that's kind of what the one of the things that he can do is in his movement is move and jump like so say there's a couple of guys blocking his way he jumps past them nice uh, and those kind of things so we thought about those kind of things in pop in you know in in uh pop culture and Mm -hmm. and different kinds of sci-fi movies and things how do we make that kind of uh, idea kind of like that work you know for us because those are things we really remember yeah when we know players are the same way right Right. when they're playing a game they're trying to connect it to things that they love in the media that they've seen movies Mm -hmm. or video games and so you know we're fans of that stuff too we wanted to try and bring that home that is so cool and where can people find the game right now it's like i mean all social media just for look for rusted portal or apocalypse arisen but uh websites where they can pre-order and stuff yeah absolutely so we're on backer kit on pre-orders right now you can find the link the best place is probably our twitter account at rusted portal uh it's the pin post right now you can go right nice. to our backer kit page uh we have a tumblr page as well rustedportal.com we're working on our actual website because it'll have the storefront so once we print the books we can sell direct nice uh you know there'll be character sheets there'll be uh 
uh, DM screen. So things that came up in the Kickstarter will have Adventure Pass right up the bat. That, but, and you can get all that stuff right now on the backer kit. Nice. Wizards Keep Games will carry all of your products. That is Shit, great yeah. news to hear. So. <laughs> <clears throat> in fact, it's available for Wizard Keep Games right now to order on backer kit, special for retailers only. Ooh. Not only is that true, but we are also going to set up a night where you can come in and play it with the people that made the game. Yeah, you guys got to figure that out. That's going to be tight. Absolutely. Because um, uh, Jason is a great 5e uh, uh, dungeon master, or I don't know, what, do you, game master? Yeah, is it still? Is it's dungeon master. master. It's dungeon master in 5e, right? D- yeah, right. Is still yeah, a dungeon right. master. <laughs> and then and then we got Chad over there, who is great at Pathfinder, but he's also the most evil GM I've uh, dealt Fact. with Fact. in in a while. I mean, and I have run with some guys who do some interesting things, but Chad, get on that microphone because I want you to tell one of the sessions that we had. You had one of the most like deviously designed inventions that I'd ever seen. That still affects me to this day, and I'm going to be using it in one in something at this point. I'm actually kind of happy you're going to use it. It's it's pretty ingenious. Yeah, uh, you guys, I believe, were heading out of your colony and driving your vehicle. In fact, you were driving. Yeah, and you were heading up the road, and I had a, a vehicle that was uh, invisible via the invisibility spell, and they also attached an item that had the silence spell on it. So while you guys are driving up the road really not paying attention, you guys were broadsided by a tow truck that was invisible and silent, flipping you. And yeah. Chaos yeah. ensued, and they we got, up the tow hitch. We got absolutely destroyed by a silenced machine. And then at that point, it was dragging us through the through the lands, and we were still silenced. So we're just bouncing around everywhere in complete silence. We can't cast spells. We can't do anything. We're trying to figure out what the hell to do, because at that point, we barely even knew what was going on. Yeah. I I like the way your brain works. Dude, dude, it was fun to watch everyone at the table all of a sudden start trying to talk to each other and me explain, no, it's actually a silence spell. You can't actually speak. And the utter chaos of the group realizing they're just being drugged through the wilderness now and there's nothing they can do other than try to get out of the vehicle and fix the problem. Yeah, let's be clear. The item that you cast silence on was a harpoon that they stuck through the vehicle when they yeah. pulled us. Yeah, oh. even so, better. That's true, that's just true. to be clear. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was Evil. insane. That's very Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Scott. What's up, man? What are you doing? Just sitting here. Just taking it all. You haven't said shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of out of my realm. I know. A little bit. Do you have any questions? No, not at all. Why not? Ah. We're moving on to that, though, because I know these guys, I I asked them uh, how long they had been going to con. Because, I mean, Rusted Portal is a fairly fairly new company, um, but you guys have actually been coming to Norwest Con itself. And we're doing an oral history of this. Uh, How long have you guys been attending the uh, the convention itself? So Rusted Portal officially came here five years ago for the first time. We ran, we we debuted Apocalypse the Risen at Norwest Con. And uh, so, you know, gaming was fantastic at that year. We had lots of people at our table, and it was a great experience. Now, as far as attendance, off and on for 20 years for me. Okay. But, uh, you know, I know we've, we've got similar here. Chad in particular, Chad was a regular here. His sister ran some parties or was involved with MOD running parties. So, that, uh, you know, there's some definitely some good room party stories there, I'm sure. Gaming room parties as well. Gaming, yeah. <laughs> room parties here don't usually end up in gaming unless it's a drinking game, and then it gets weird. Gaming ha- back then, gaming a lot of gaming happened in the rooms, and they were twenty four hour games. There were there were some crazy, wow. and that was second edition D anD D times, cyberpunk, werewolf, vampire. Wow, oh, vampire oh, man, I, vampire the masquerade. Yeah. Holy shit! Rock paper scissors and I bite you. Yeah, that was we were doing the we, uh, one of the first times that we ever came down. Uh, they had the vampire LARP, the Camarilla. 
Well, that's and, a Chad play right here. Oh, okay, okay. He, he was a LARPer. Yeah, they they tried to get us into that, and we're just a bunch of dumb teens just kind of screwing everything up. Hey, so they gave me makeup and a cane sword <laughs> and some tequila. So, Donovan, give me uh, give me a favorite story you have from being at Con as just an inten- attendee, not with Rusted Portal. So, I'm, I'm just going to tell you something I loved, and that that was Betty Rage running the burlesque show. She was hilarious and just fantastic. And so I think that the name Betty Rage needs to find its way into one of your books. <laughs> Done. That is a fan. Done. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that name. sounds like someone that would be running a lot of things. And yeah. that's yeah, like Thunderdome sort of shit right yeah. there. Love Bet- it. Betty Rage has her own camp out in the wilderness where she's taking care of kids, but she just kills motherfuckers. Like in a shoe? Like what kind of... <laughs> like little Mother Hubbard. Our old Mother Hubbard lives in a shoe. Mother no. Goose? Who no. Who lived in a shoe? Mother Goose? No. Mother oh, Old Mother Hubbard? Mother Hubbard? I don't think she had a name. Really? Yeah, I think it was Did Mother she? Hubbard. There was an she old lady who lives in a shoe. Yeah. yeah, had so many. Yeah, that she didn't yeah, have nobody a name. knew that that yeah. bitch woke up at night and she called herself Betty Rage and she old just Betty Rage lived down. in a shoe. <laughs> old Betty Rage she just beat people with that boot. And no, it, it, if they get too far off course, like this, you just, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is what we do. Now we've covered all the bills. Now it's my turn. No, Betty Rage. Like, you just use it for when you have characters that don't want to play right, and they just want to go off the map. You're like, oh, you find this farm, and the farm, you can smell warm bread, and all this, and you show up, and it's Betty Rage, and Betty Rage is actually just this reincarnate of, like, the most evil, giant man ever, and he's just stuck in a woman's body, and he's just waiting. <laughs> then you can just call it Rage Quitting. Is somebody, yeah. Is somebody Betty Rage Quitting. Betty Rage Quitting. You're just like, listen, fools. <laughs> Maybe Betty Rage will be, like, my avatar when I run games. You know, like, like Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons, the the cartoon, right? The, yeah, the they had a cartoon. Oh man, did do you have a store? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> hey, they didn't have that cartoon when I had a store. That's true. And to be fair, I watch a lot of Netflix in my store. So, <laughs> shit, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, right. Betty Rage. Yes. Betty Rage. That's a fantastic name. In fact, I might make that my con badge name next year. Nobody yeah. can judge my pronouns. <laughs> yeah, this year it's actually ShakaCon. So, Shaka congratulations, you got that one. Jason, do you have a favorite story of con, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, I think one of the ones that uh, that I recall from the last uh, few years uh, was uh, one time there was a whole group of dudes dressed up as cats. So they were like, I don't know, like martial artist cats. So oh, yeah. like makeup and everything and all that stuff. And they saw, you know, I was walking through taking pictures and they saw me in my in a T-shirt I was wearing at the time. And it said, uh, I, I love cats, but I can't eat a whole one. <laughs> and they thought that was so awesome. And so they wanted to, you know, go and take pictures you know at the uh, masquerade with me uh you know, and, they, and they were all like all over me like me with like you know trying to eat one of them yeah. that kind of stuff so that was that was awesome you know i love that that you know these guys who have these elaborate costumes just wanted to take a picture with a dude in a t-shirt taking pictures like you know, so. it's all about a lot of fun here and a lot of the cosplaying the masquerade is always a, a, a ton of fun because you get to see uh, a lot of fun people doing really really entertaining things with their con- with their uh with their cosplay for sure chad you got a got a story man uh yeah mine's more about the CD underside without being CD. Uh, Excellent. Mainly it's remembering Prince Ka. If anyone else has been here long enough, they probably remember him. But I don't. The funniest, the funniest thing I've ever seen was Ogre. If you guys don't know who Ogre uh, is, ask somebody. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yep. Great yep. guy. He's a great man. Being led around on a leash by a five foot two, 80 pound girl <laughs> as, as her slave. That clan burnout, him, young man. She took him to the auction and sold him. That was the funniest that's thing. Amazing. That's a bad purchase. <laughs> that was a crazy man. I know his older brother, Angel. 
and I have been a, a big fan and friend of so many of those people, and that is a guy that died of a big heart because his heart was so oh, fucking yeah, no. big. Ogre was Ogre was a great great person. He, he was he a would, big part of the Av community. Distance, he looked just big and scary, but as soon as you talked to him, you were like, "This is the biggest, kindest man you've ever met in your life." Yep. Yeah, awesome guys. Again, thank you guys so much for spending some time with us, man. Thank you. Appreciate. Hey, it. hey wait, do you guys got a website? Like, yeah, I said it. We <laughs> say it again. Say it Ru- again. Rusterportal.com or yeah. at Rusterportal on Twitter or at Rusterportal Facebook. See, Find Fuck, us there. that's what I get for not paying attention. Rusty <laughs> Porter. I was balancing cups on my head. You were balancing cups on your head, you drunkie. F- fucking dick fingers. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. 